Hey there, and welcome to the United Church Podcast. We are a new church here in Seattle committed to an ethic of love. We are striving to be a people united, united with Jesus, each other, ourselves, and the world around us. We hope you enjoy this week's homily. So until the age of 17, I went to church quite regularly. Um, every Sunday, probably even every Wednesday, if I remember correctly. And then, you know, this is probably now seven years of me not going to church or so. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> About that many years of not going to church and just ignoring the fact that there was God at all. I never stopped believing it again. It's just more like... It's like this thing that other people do, and it wasn't something that I did. So, but... Yeah, I always found myself every single time when I would feel lost that I would ask God why this is happening. So I never lost track of the fact that he was still there. Like, I knew he was always there. I just tried to act like he wasn't. You know, because I went to church since at such a young age, there's, I knew a lot about God. I wouldn't say I know a lot about the Bible, but I knew a lot about God, and I always believed everything. You know, I I know to. A lot of people don't like to say they they we should fear God because they feel like that's like no God's not a God that you should be scared of, but that you should um, that He loves us, right? And of course that's true too. But I I revere Him too much to even those days that I said I yelled at Him, I was more yelling like why, not like curse you, you know, you know, it's just like, so I don't know. I would say the most profound thing in terms of learning about God would be that I, the whole thing about that our pain is not wasted and he collects our tears. It was actually a sermon I listened to, um, when I went to city church from Judah Smith and he had said, um, he had a little sermon on that. I just thought, I knew we went through trials for our growth, but I just didn't realize, like, he's collecting it. I take that very literally. I mean, <clears throat> I think the way Judah said it is like, yeah, when you go to heaven, he's going to show you this vial, you know? And I don't know if I believe it that literally, but I do believe that they're counted. Every Everything that we do is counted. Um, and to me, that's like very tender, which is not a side of God I think about often. Um, so to me, that's probably the most profound thing. But what I'll say, which has nothing to do with this story, but what I'll say I learned the most about faith um, and my growth through having 17 years of faith, 17 years of not, and then being kind of where I am now, which is kind of somewhere in the middle, um, is that I have, I feel like I have always walked away from faith when it's people who are hurting you and it's people rather than it's not God, you know? So it's like, that's what you have to remember is people are not God. <laughs> and God doesn't promise that just because people are at church and these are church people that that they're not going to hurt you. And of course, not intentionally. I don't mean anything awful happened at church. What I'm saying is that, you know, especially when you're newer to faith um, or in my case, back again, um, you count heavily on these people and expect them to be like, genuinely good people and of course for the most part I think most of them are but you have to realize people are human and they're 
there's a potential there that they're going to hurt you, you know, even unintentionally because we're all hurt people and hurt people hurt people. So I think that that's what I've come to realize is like, let me separate God from people. They're not the same thing. And that's hard to do when, you know, you, you come to church. I don't want to say church, but when you come to faith and, and you think like life should be different or better and then, you know, people disappoint you. Yeah. It's, it's a long time coming and it being like, I know God has something planned for me. I just can't figure out what the heck it is. I've been trying for since like probably 2012. So it's a long time. That's seven years of me just floating around and like, when's inspiration going to hit me? And it's possible that it hasn't. I've been too blind to notice it, you know? So it's like, I'm just at the old church, at my old church, I was, I did a little bit of everything because you know how new people new in faith, they just get so excited. It's like, I want to do this and that, and I'll volunteer, volunteer to do that. Well, then I got burnt out. And then of course, then people hurt you. And then, so you're like, okay, then you pull back. And so now I'm like, okay, I'll try it again. But here I am not even in the same place I was before, meaning like you know when you're new, you're gung-ho, but now it's just like, eh, you know, like, and so I don't want to be that way, and even my son was like, yeah, you need to go to this smaller church, because I was going to a city church regularly, but I literally never spoke to a single person there, ever. I mean, aside from when the pastor says, like, okay, well, why don't you turn around and say hi, and hi, you know, you do your thing, but <clears throat> now it's like, um, my son's like, you need to stay at this church so you're held more accountable. You know, if there's only six people, like, they're going to see you. <laughs> like, yeah, it kind of sucks, you know? <laughs> so it's like, I want to pop in and pop out. And um, it's just my natural instinct. It's weird for me to just lollygag around. So that's why I'm here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> alone when we arrived in Seattle. You know, it was really challenging to move 3,000 miles away from home. Um, it was just me and my husband, and even though we had some friends that had kind of come along uh, for similar job opportunities, it just it wasn't a cohesive community. At first, I think the, the energy of kind of moving all of your stuff into your new apartment and exploring a new city was was okay. You know, there's a lot going on and um, you're trying out new restaurants and you're sort of seeing folks who moved with you and you're thinking, okay, like maybe these folks will be with me in these moments, but then, you know, you get settled in and um, there's no more boxes to unpack. Everyone's kind of settled into their routines and their own lives and uh, all of a sudden it's, well, wait a minute, like, Where's my community? You know, like where are my friends? Where are my family? And and what does this look like long term? And there was a specific moment that happened where I remember we were about to get a dog. That was going to be our big solution. Was getting a dog, and um, we were actually a couple days away from bringing the dog home. And I just kept getting more and more stressed, kind of knowing like this isn't actually what we need. Like we need people. We don't need a pet right now we, we can't have a pet right now and I remember coming home Andy coming home and me saying I don't think I can get this dog and he was upset and kind of saying well I don't know what to do with this information right now like I don't know how to be there for you right now and I said okay I need to take a ride and um, so I remember being in the car weeping trying to figure out I don't even know where I'm gonna go like am I gonna go sit at a restaurant by myself am I just gonna take some space and I remember I took a chance um, 
on contacting my friend Damaris, who had moved with us from Boston, and we were close-ish, but I didn't know a lot about her, um, you know, but I knew that she was a very warm person. She had just purchased a house out in Shoreline, and I knew that if I said, hey, can I come over, she would say yes. Like, I was, like, was pretty sure of that, but I didn't know exactly what that would look like. And so I texted her and said, hey, I know this is crazy, but, like, I, I don't have anywhere to go. Can I come see you? And she was like, absolutely. And so arrived on her doorstep, practically hyperventilating, crying. And she welcomes me into her house with this no furniture because she just moved into. And she sits down with me and um, we talk. I kind of explain to her what's going on, you know, still kind of, still really upset. And then out of nowhere, she just says, can I pray with you? And some background there, you know, I had been kind of spiritually adrift for a couple of years, you know, after, you know, coming to know God in middle school and um, on my own, you know, not through my family, but just through my own devices and being really involved in the church through high school and college, but then some different experiences, just being a young adult and seeking out different things and having some negative experiences on college campuses. Um, just kind of, you know, like fell away for a couple of years and um, hadn't been to church in a long time. And in those moments of loneliness, um, did not once think of God at all. Just didn't think, hey, let me pray about it. Hey, let me reach out. It just, I was so far adrift, it didn't even occur to me. And so then to sit in, I guess it was September, 2017 on my friend's couch who I had no idea was a Christian say can I pray with you it rocked my world I can only explain it that way um, she brought her Bible out that was full of post-its and highlights and she was so devout and just all of those little neural connections in my brain all turned back on it was like oh, and we just sat together and prayed and read the Bible and everything changed I think, you know, directly after that time for the next couple of months, um, I would kind of describing it as a digging out kind of period, you know. I guess I had a shovel to dig out with is what it kind of felt like. Before that, I was just buried. And so, so I had the shovel and it was like, oh, I've used the shovel before to dig myself out. And I, you know, had forgotten that this was something I could use again. And so then it was kind of getting re-engaged kind of in that spiritual place. And instead of trying to distract from my loneliness and anxiety, I leaned into it, and I found God there, and I had those mountaintop moments of it literally, it felt like physical arms around me. It felt like God had sent the Holy Spirit to me and said, she needs some extra help for a while, and I felt it like electricity around me for months and months and months of digging out. It felt hard, but incredible, and then um, now, you know, in and, and that led me to find United and really turn that into a practice and turn that into community building and something, a structure that was going to hold me in that journey as opposed to it being something that was um, still on my own slash with my friend for a couple of months um, and then eventually led me to the church. And since then, it's just been about, I, I think, having a lot more consistency, spiritual discipline, and just incredible people around me. And I would say probably it took from 
maybe September 2017 through the new year 2018 to kind of dig out you know, and kind of get back on my feet. And then ever since then, throughout the entirety of 2018 into now, it's just been incredible, you know, incredibly grounding to have this community and to feel so close to God. And it's, and I mean, I, my mountaintop moment's been pretty lengthy. <laughs> and so I feel really fortunate in that. And it's, it led me to, it led me and my husband to feel safe to start a family here. My due date's tomorrow. I mean, I, I can't believe that I went from that moment on the couch in, you know, August 2017 saying, I don't feel safe, I can't be here, let me go home, to April 2018, okay, we're ready to start a family, you know, and everything that God did for me in that time, it was directly from God, I could not have gotten there on my own, and that I could not have stayed on that mountaintop and stayed connected to God without United and all the incredible friends that Thank you for listening to this week's homily. If you're in Seattle, we'd love for you to join us on Sundays at noon at 1316 Third Avenue West in Queen Anne. If you'd like to support our efforts, please visit unitedchurch.gives to partner with us financially. Be in peace and God bless.